On today's Locked On Bama, we're going to talk about Richard Young, one of the best running backs in the country, if not the best running back in the country, who is getting crystal ball to Alabama. What does Jimmy Stein think of that? We're also going to talk about Jimmy's five biggest storylines from spring practice, and uh, there are five good ones. He couldn't come up with six, but he had five. We'll be back in a minute with uh, Locked On Bama. Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein. That's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing awesome. Uh, Spring practice is now behind us. We're in the uh, evaluation period as far as college football goes. And we got the NFL draft a week from Thursday. And I am a draft nerd. I'm a nerd of, of many colors, but the draft is one of them. How biblical of you to say nerd of many colors. <laughs> I've never said that before, but I just said it. It, may, it makes some sense to me. All right. Let's talk uh, Richard Young here. Steve Wiltfong has crystal balled him to the University of Alabama. Um, this is a guy that, in my opinion, is the best running back in the country. Uh, I think he's fantastic out of Florida. What are your thoughts here, Jimmy? I'm really excited about Richard Young for a bunch of reasons. Um, yes, Wolfong, uh, he did that uh, from on three. Uh, Sam Spiegelman and Chad Simmons have both RPM'd uh, Richard Young to Alabama. I'm going to do that myself uh, as soon as I, I have the guts to pull the trigger. Uh, as I've uh, said on the show before, uh, I, now that now that I have that power in my life, uh, what I want to do is uh, I would like to be conservative with it and, and sort of uh, uh, be wrong rarely. I only want to RPM a, a kid, make it official uh, when I feel really confident about it. I do feel very confident. It's a couple of things. It, uh, it, it's it's partly some inside stuff, partly, but beyond that, you know, folks that, that want their own inside information, sometimes it's pretty easy to piece things together. And, and, and this is one thing, you know, a running back that Alabama liked a lot, that really likes Alabama, is da- is Dante Dowdell from from Mississippi, from Picayune, Mississippi. He's great. He, he he's one of the best running backs in the country, probably top five. Uh, top 10. He's a little bit under the radar for some folks, probably because he plays at a country school in Mississippi. This kid is great. Well, he he does not have an Alabama offer and really wanted one. He came to Tuscaloosa this past weekend for a day uh, and was very excited to go. He got to Tuscaloosa, uh, had a good time. And when he returned to Picayune, he announced, hey, I'm going to be making a commitment uh, May 13th or 14th. Uh, It is not to Alabama. It's not to Alabama. It tells me now I'm, I'm adding two and two here without knowing the facts because I can't know this. But sounds like to me he didn't get his Alabama offer and and, and he's just going to end it and, and commit to his favorite school of the ones who have offered. Um, and and if, if a running back of his caliber comes Tuscaloosa, walks away without an offer, I, I think he sees the writing on the wall. Another running back that was present at a day for like his third or fourth or fifth trip to Tuscaloosa is Richard Young. So so to me, this is just sort of like, yeah, yeah, I think this is going to be Richard Young, which is great, great news for Alabama. I love Richard Young. I consider him the number two back 
in the country. The only running back I like more than Richard Young is a kid from Texas named Reuben Owens. Uh, and that's because actually Owens and Young are tied as my favorite back. Owens is just really tight with Arch Manning and is thought to be one of those guys that's going to follow Arch. So so I like Reuben Owens a lot because it sort of means, hey, I think we're getting Arch. But uh, that aside, uh, I think Owens, Richard Young, and Justice Haynes, to, to me, they're the three best in America. They're all about the same. And it makes sense. I think Reuben Owens is going to Texas. Richard Young to Alabama, Justice Haynes to Georgia. You on the mute? You on the mute? Ah! <laughs> it gets funnier every time. I mean, people think I'm doing this on purpose. I'm not. I'm trying to be nice. Um, and also trying to keep it so my phone doesn't ring or something while I'm in here. But anyway, um, all right, where would Richard Young fall in the picking order next year, in your opinion? Like, let's assume Roy Dale Williams is back, Jason McClellan's back, Trey Sanders is back. Uh, we assume Jameer Gibbs will be gone, right? I mean, probably. Okay. Yeah, um, so, uh, you know, even Emmanuel Henderson, Jamerian Miller. Right. Uh, that's a lot of running backs, dude. It will be. And uh, I'm going to look at it almost similar to how I look at Miller now. Now, I do think Richard Young is a more highly hyped, highly regarded, possibly even better than Jamerian Miller type back. I mean, uh, I think Richard Young ranks equally with the Najee Harris's, the Trent Richardson's. I'm talking about five-star plus, the six-star the six star recruit. Uh, I, I think he's that good. But assuming all of those backs return to Alabama, Luke, I, I'm going to assume that Richard Young is going to have to wait his turn. I don't see him bursting on the scene and, and replacing Jameer Gibbs as Alabama's number one back just in the sense that, hey, you got it. You got to make these kids beat out the guy in front of them. I mean, that's that's the thing. They have to beat out the kids in front of them. If you just hand it to them, you're, first of all, that's something Nick Saban would never do in a million years. If you think that's the case, you've never met Nick Saban. You've got to beat out the kids in front of you. Now, here, here's, here's my take, and people can disagree all they want. All I would say is if you disagree with this, that's fine. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm wrong. I would just encourage people to watch how it's been done at Alabama for 15 years under Nick. I don't think you beat out the kid in front of you in practice. I don't think it can be done. I don't think on a random Tuesday, Coach Saban goes, you know what? Jamarian Miller is just a better player than Roydell Williams. Let's move Miller ahead of Roydell. No. I think Miller moves ahead of Roydell based on two different scenarios, three different scenarios. One. Injury, somebody gets hurt, well, you know, next man up. Number two, games. Roydell comes in, gets us three or four carries, doesn't do anything special. You know, Miller comes in, he gets his carry, boom, first down, boom, 30 yards. Now Miller might be moving ahead of him. He did it in the game. I also think to some extent you can beat out the kid ahead of you in live scrimmages. I think they take those scrimmages, whether it's A-Day or, or any of the other full-speed scrimmages in the stadium. They take that very seriously. So I think that's the long answer, but it explains it. I, I think for Richard Young to move ahead of all those backs that are already there, injury, outperforming the guys ahead of him in games or scrimmages, not 
not just random practices. I, I just don't think that happens. If it has happened at Alabama, I think you're talking about some pretty rare occurrences. When we come back, I got one or two more little running back notes. I want to go over, then get into your five storylines for the spring. But right now, I want to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar, these things are absolutely delicious. They're nutritious, scrump delicious, as I've said a million times. Go check them out. They're great uh, for a keto or a keto diet. For those who don't remember, a keto diet is what Jimmy thinks uh, a keto diet is. And a keto diet is actually when you sleep on the murderous uh, friend's couch and uh, mooch off of them. But anywho. Um, <laughs> and become famous. And become famous for it. Uh, have you tried these puffs? They're delicious. They're protein-infused marshmallows. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. Go check them out. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. That's 15% off your order when you use promo code LOCK15 at Built.com. At Built Bar, they're all about taste. They make it tastes delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. That's the best way to go with this. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your order. Promo code LOCK15 at 15% off at built. All right. Um, before we get into your five storylines, uh, one thing that I noticed about the running backs, um, first of all, the fact, and we talked about this immediately after 8A, Trey Sanders hurdle, which lets me know he's certainly a lot healthier than he has been. Uh, right. Just that one hurdle makes me know uh, he's he's pretty healthy. And then Roydell Williams' arms, uh, the boy is jacked. He yeah. is absolutely jacked. And um, so I, I just find that interesting because Richard Richard Young is another one of those dudes that's really really swole. And um, he, he's a bigger back. He's fast. They're both fast, I guess. Um, but uh, man, it's going to be—it's going to be tough. I, I'm going to assume that you know one of these dudes, and I, I'm going to throw out the name Emmanuel Henderson, will may move positions. Um, yep. And then that leaves you: Roydale Williams, Jace McClellan, Trey Sanders, Jamarian Miller, and potentially Richard Young. And I, I think at that point, somebody transfers, but I don't know who. It's just that's the world we live in now. Yeah, I mean that's the thing about running back. I mean it's 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 traditionally hard to keep all those guys happy. I, I think Alabama and Nick Saban have done an excellent job over the years of convincing backs that they can have an extremely bright NFL future while not carrying the ball 25 times a week uh, by by just showing out when you get your opportunity, staying healthy and entering the NFL with a lot of tread on your tires. Uh, I, I think Alabama has done a better job than anyone of convincing backs that. And that's why they've been able to stack so many good ones. That's the case right now. I like every running back in that room, I think has huge upside. Uh, some are better than others. Uh, I like Gibbs the most for this upcoming fall, no question. I hope Gibbs does get a lot of touches just because I think he's one of the best players on the team. Uh, but but I, I like uh, an emerging, healthy Trey Sanders. I'm high on Jace. I'm high on Roy Dell. I'm super high on Jamarian Miller. I'm convinced he he's not just going to be good. He's going to be a star. And I'm interested to see what Emmanuel Henderson has for sure. I like how you point out, Luke, uh, and I agree, if anyone moves positions, it's Henderson. And I do think there's a chance Henderson is actually better at safety than he is at running back. But I think he was so good at running back at Geneva County. Uh, you got to look at him there first. He, he was just too good there, very productive. Uh, he's earned 
his chance to prove he's an SEC running back. So let's give him a shot there. Uh, if he doesn't make a lot of headway, if he's just clearly not as good as the other guys in the room, then you uh, then you consider the move to safety maybe next spring. Wouldn't it be like kind of ironic? And I don't. I'm not saying this is going to happen, but if Jace McClellan ended up transferring. And we ended up with Jameer Gibbs anyway, which Gibbs did really didn't get the scholarship to begin with because we had a commitment from Jason McClellan, right? Uh, no, uh, no, that, that's not how wrong? I remember that. That's not how, that's I, remember how I remember it. You might be right, but I, I, I think Gibbs just chose Gibbs and his family in particular, who was really pushing academics. Gibbs just chose Georgia Tech over Alabama. I mean that's that's what I remember. Really? But, I, oh, yeah. Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy, no, nope. Jimmy. <laughs> no, that's 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 what I believe. I believe okay. that he just uh, chose Georgia Tech. Oh, first of all, Georgia Tech had offered him early. No one else had. Then late, here comes everybody. Here comes Georgia. Here comes Alabama. Here comes everybody late. The kid liked Alabama uh, because he was tight with Will Anderson. Uh, they were friends. Uh, the kid liked Alabama. But mom, uh, in particular, loved Georgia Tech's academics. He had committed to Georgia Tech uh, early uh, when they had been the first Power Five to offer, and he didn't. His mom just didn't want him to back off that that public commitment he'd already made. That that's what I, I remember. But I, I will happily uh, go back and look at that because that 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 is an interesting story as you as you bring up. Uh, Alabama took multiple backs in that class too. Uh, uh, Roy Dell, I think, was already committed when they took yeah. Jace. And I think there was one other guy, some somebody else. I think so too. And I rem see that's that's the why I remember it that way. Jace was the commitment to Oklahoma that flipped, and he what? was a silent flip commitment. If I mean, this is getting double secret probation in it, but um, yeah. And and I think Gibbs. Now the story, the way I understood it, Gibbs wanted to come to Alabama. Um, we just knew we had McClellan in the fold and at the time we um i'm not saying mcclellan can't be as good as gibbs but right now i think it's pretty clear gibbs has it's been gibbs. the better yeah Correct. yeah uh now that you now you say that 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 is true that i, I think there's a third back that we've that we've already that frankly we've already dumped i mean i hate, I hate being that blunt but that we, i think there's another back to sign of that class that's already left that left quickly that Look it uh, up. Well, what class was that? I'll look it up right now. It that would have been the class of uh 21, right? No, 2020, right? 2020 would be freshman, sophomore. Yeah, 2020, class 20. Okay. Well, That's I'm gonna it. look it up. I, I'm I'm looking it up. This is great. I mean, great podcasting by us. Um, <laughs> everyone pretend. Let me tell you guys about Built Bar. <laughs> Built All right, Bar. So Built Bar is really, see. really, it tastes good and it's good for you. And uh, if you got a dude named Cato that sleeps on the couch, it's just the perfect thing to have in the uh, pantry. When, because uh, Cato, you know, he's some dude that's just, just mooching off of you. What you need is a cost efficient, healthy snack to keep Cato happy so he's not waking you up in the middle of the night when you're off busy murdering people. <laughs> yeah, you've had a long day of killing folks. Yeah, I don't need Cato waking me up at 2 a.m. Just go to the pantry, get your built bar, and shut the hell up. And has anyone seen my glove? <laughs> uh, this is going to be a blast from the past, and we nailed it. Kyle Edwards. That's it. That's it. That's mm -hmm. it. 
Hey, and to be honest, I mean, not nothing against Kyle, nothing against Kyle at all. And I don't know why you don't keep your phone on mute. Um, I, I do, but my, my I bet the show on mute. I, I, I blew the joke. I'm, I, I'm supposed to say, oh, just keep the show on mute. Yeah, you did blow that joke. I blew the joke. That's that's not that's not a first. No, uh, I, I pat myself on the back and, and you too, because I remember we, we talked about this at the time, at least privately. Uh, I wasn't crazy about that Kyle Edwards take from minute number one. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I didn't think he was an Alabama back. And, you know, Jimmy won, Saban zero. Uh, okay, so we're going to run through your five storylines right after I tell you about Rock Auto. This is a family business. It's the best place to go to get all the parts your car will ever need. With their ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure the often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Honda Odyssey an LX or an EX? You don't know. They don't know. Honda doesn't know. Nobody knows. Car and driver doesn't know. And wait <laughs> while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You don't want to go deal with some you know, drop out behind the counter that doesn't know what they're talking about. You know what you're talking about. So go to rockauto.com and save a ton of money. You can save 30, 50, even 100% of the money. And that's money that goes right back into your pocket to buy built bars. So go to rockauto.com right now, right? Locked on in there. How'd you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, Rock Auto. All right, uh, Jimmy, your five storylines. Uh, zip through these mothers real quickly. Now, Jimmy Stein wise, I mean, zip through these mothers. Oh, well, I of course don't have it in front of me, but I do know that. Uh, how about uh, Jamil Burroughs? I think it was a uh, three. Was the th I mean, it doesn't really matter the order, but uh, Jamil Burroughs to me was a big story of the spring because we needed a young defensive lineman to sort of join, uh, you know, what do we want to call them? The big four. I mean, there's four defensive linemen who have played significant snaps young, Dale. Boygby and Timothy Smith, they've all played significant snaps, and that's four. That's great. We need, like, two more. So you go into the spring going, hey, well, one or two of you guys step up. And Jamil Burroughs basically said, yeah, I'll step up. Watch this. And he had two sacks on A-Day. Uh, A-Day was not the only scrimmage that he played well. Uh, Jamil Burroughs was good all spring. I, I think he's joined those four. Maybe it's just one that did so far. But, hey, five's better than four particularly at the defensive line where, you know, I, I think six is sort of a max in terms of, of, of what you would play, you know, as a first team rotation. Uh, another interesting uh, story to me for the spring, uh, Chris Braswell. I mean, Braswell was so, look, we, you have two outside linebackers, right? You already got your two starters, Will Anderson and Dallas Turner. They'd start for everybody, including maybe eight teams in the NFL uh, today. Um, but Braswell was so good, Luke. He's improved so much that now the challenge all summer is we have to come up with a scheme where all three of these guys are on the field. Nick Saban referred to Braswell when A-Day was over as a co-first-team player with Will Anderson and Dallas Turner. That indicates to me Braswell's not just a guy that's going to give them a breather. Uh, I, I think there will be snaps when all three of them are on the field. That is exciting. That's fun. Uh and it'll be fun for Pete Golding, you know, time to hit the lab. I mean, time to come up with, okay, what, what are we going to use here? How are we going to do this uh, efficiently? Uh, and I don't think it's something we'll see every snap or a lot of snaps, but I think your third and 10 
when when you got two of the three an outside linebacker, I think you're going to see a third one somewhere else, maybe in the middle, maybe blitzing, uh, maybe lined up on the line of scrimmage and you go super small, but good luck blocking them. Uh, so that's a big storyline. Well, and and um, wait, I'm, I'm going to fill you in your other ones, but I just have a thought sure. that when Pete Golden sees Chris Braswell, Will Anderson, and Dallas Turner all on the and, and they suggest they're all on the field at the same time, do you think he goes, I drink to that? <laughs> Sorry. As long as Nick Saban can't hear him and all the other assistants just sort of chuckle. <laughs> Good one, Pete. Good one. I hope, but I I hope, think, and I Saban think. will go, and you'll get an Uber for that too. <laughs> um, okay. So continue. Christian Leary, Jalen Milrow, and then you had a surprise at number one. I'll let you reveal. Yeah, Christian Leary was a bit of a surprise for me. You know, he had a big A day. Uh, and I didn't see that coming this spring. I mean, we had a lot of good young receivers. You figure one of them's going to step up. I think the guy that did is Leary. And, and and we can just go by A day alone, where he had five catches for 106 yards and one touchdown. I brought up in my piece on on three uh, all last summer. Every time we talk about a Jai Hall and and what a great A day he had, I would remind everybody who did he beat? Who did he beat? I know he got 100. I know he looked good. I know he looked fast and with a great catch radius and good hands. I know that. I'm not ignoring it. I'm just saying, who did he beat to get open? And the answer were freshmen, third-team guys, and walk-ons. Well, Leary had a 100-yard 8A game. Who did he beat? I didn't name the kid in the piece because I, I don't like calling kids out while they're on the team. But, yeah, he beat a a starting uh, dime uh, safety who's been a two-year starter at Alabama. That's who he beat for all five of his catches in the game, including the 52-yard touchdown. That, to me, is more impressive than what Ajay Hall did last spring because Leary was out there whipping a proven SEC defensive back. So, to me, Leary has earned a, a, a big shot at getting in the first-team rotation, particularly when the current slot in the first-team rotation didn't have such a good A-day. He dropped at least two balls, and it might have been three. Uh, other kids that we mentioned were Jalen Milrow. Uh, you know, I, I I could do the whole show on Milrow. I'm extremely confident Jalen Milrow is not just going to be a starting quarterback at Alabama or somewhere else. Uh, he will be a star quarterback at this level. Uh God, he, he's, he's impossible to defend. He still has to make strides as a passer. That's not a completed thing. That's not what I'm telling people. I want people to think about how Jalen Hurts was a better passer as a sophomore and then a better passer as a junior and an even better passer as a senior when he came in second for the Heisman, an even better passer in the NFL, and even in the NFL has been a better passer in year two than he was in year one. That's what we're going to see out of Milrow. There needs to be some level of patience for people when they're when Milrow's not, uh, you know, a top five pick in the draft the first time you see him throw balls uh, in a game. It's 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 a work in progress, but with patience he'll get there. And, and, and once once he improves as a passer and, and he brings those legs to the table, wow. And uh, my number one story was was just the signing of Tyler Steen because. I think we all saw in A-Day that the, the weakness on the team, the, the the unit that needs the most work is the offensive line, particularly at tackle. Lo and behold, during spring practices, Alabama is able to land a commitment from the best tackle in the portal or the most proven one. Uh, Tyler Steen is a proven, and I'm going to use the word, adequate. 
because I don't want people to mistakenly think that I'm saying Steen is awesome. He's Evan Neal. He'll be a first round pick. No, what I'm saying is he's adequate. What I'm also saying is adequate might be an improvement over what Alabama has or will have in the fall. And, and having an adequate offensive lineman is actually a big deal, Luke, because when they're not adequate, shit happens. Bad shit happens. And, and we saw it in a few games last fall when we were really leaky at one spot. That That's what happens when you're not adequate. And, and the offensive line, people, the fact that Evan Neal was a great offensive lineman at Alabama is almost irrelevant when you have other spots on the offensive line or even one spot that's bad. Because do you think the defense is going to be like, boy, Evan Neal's good. We got to put three guys on that side of the line to overwhelm him. No, they're going to find the weakest link and pick on him. They're not going to care that Evan Neal is blocking their guy effectively. They can spring through the Alabama line of scrimmage at another spot. I mean, that's the thing. Their offensive line is only as good as its worst player. So you add an adequate SEC tackle, you've improved the whole group. All right, buddy, that's going to do it for this episode. Um, We will talk again tomorrow. And until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.